All right, gosh. <laughs> well done, guys. Uh, if you've got your Bibles, turn to the book of Matthew. Um, if you've got them, if not, it will come up on the screen. Um, just excited to speak to you guys this morning just for a little while. Um, students who've just graduated, be asking God for words of knowledge, um, healing words of knowledge, emotional healing words of knowledge. At the end, we're going to have 10 or 12 of you up to share those, so just be asking God. And I uh, just want to, just so, so excited just to share some of the journey we've been on and just give you a bit of an overview of the heart behind TSM, what we're trying to give away to people uh, who, who do the school. And really, the key thing we're wanting to teach people is that the life that Jesus modeled and lived is the normal Christian life for everybody who, who knows him, everybody who's in relationship with him. And what I love about the stories that are just shared, particularly Amanda and James, is that there's always already overflowing into other people's lives. So to hear that a small group in another church is already going and doing stuff and families are being impacted, and that is just the story that's happening over and over and over, and over again as people go back to their churches in other places also people here at King's Arms. And so I'm going to read together from Matthew chapter 9, and then uh, I'll just share some thoughts with you, share some stories, and then we'll pray. Is that okay? So Matthew chapter 9, verse, we're starting in verse 35, and then we're going to go into chapter 10. It says this, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Chapter 10, Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every every kind of disease and illness. And then a few verses later, it says this, Jesus sent out the 12 apostles with these instructions. Don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans, but only to the people of Israel, God's lost sheep. Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. And what I want to teach you guys this morning or just talk about for a little while is that the life Jesus modeled that we've just read about in this scripture is meant to be the normal Christian life for every believer. What we, what we read happening in this scripture is that Jesus is going about proclaiming about the kingdom of God breaking and the kingdom of God, kingdom of God being at hand. And then he's demonstrating the kingdom of God breaking in by healing the sick and by people getting free. And actually the truth is that it was never Jesus' intention that he would be the only one doing that lifestyle. It was never Jesus' intention that it would just be him living that kind of life and then he would die, rise again, and, and nothing would change. What he's wanting to do is model what is, what is possible for every person who knows God as their father and who understands who they are as his beloved son and daughter. And actually, if you read through the Gospels, not even just this is just one example, through the Gospels, Jesus is like, the kingdom of God is breaking out all over the place. So, you know, he's, he's going to heal someone, and then he, and he sees someone raised from the dead, and then a, a, a storm is calmed, and then food is multiplied, and then someone is set free, and someone who's out of community gets brought into community, and everywhere Jesus goes, he is seeing the kingdom of God break in. He's declaring the kingdom, and he's seeing, he's, he's proclaiming and then he's demonstrating the kingdom of God breaking in which is exciting and it's never it was never Jesus intention that he would be the only one who lived like this in fact what we read just then in Matthew chapter 9 is that Jesus tells his disciples 
You know, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In other words, he's saying, guys, there are loads of people out there ready to hear about the kingdom of God, ready to hear about uh, this lifestyle of being in relationship with me, ready to encounter God, but there aren't enough people going out and telling them about it. And then he says, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send out more workers into the, into the, into the harvest field. And what I love is that in the very next verse, the disciples become the answer to their prayer. Because then Jesus is like, right, you guys, off you go. You're the ones who are now going to be the answer to the prayer that you've just prayed, that, that many people would come to hear about Jesus and to encounter the kingdom of God. You know, the same mandate that was put on the disciples at that point is the same mandate that's on you and I. If you are a Christian here this morning, then the privilege that you have is that you get to live proclaiming the kingdom and demonstrating the kingdom of God wherever you go. In your family, in your workplace, in the supermarket, in Morrison's, out on the streets, in your garage, wherever you find yourself, our expectation as believers should be that God is willing to open up opportunities for us wherever we go. And we have heard so many stories over this past year of exactly that happened, happening. And, I, and you know, the reason I know it's for every person who's a Christian is that we, we inherited about 46 people this year in TSM. They came to us in September. And if I were to ask around the room how many of them had had supernatural encounters of seeing God's kingdom break in in their everyday life, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how many people would have put their hands up, but not many. At the end of this nine months, every single one of them have had encounters with God out on the streets. Every single one of them are realizing that they are called to see the sick healed, to see those who are bound up, set free, to see people come to know Jesus. Week in, week out, we have had stories of when we've been out on the streets on outreach. That's how I know that this was meant to be for every believer because we've seen it happen in front of our eyes. It's been amazing. And so we've got to get convinced that this is the normal Christian life for every believer. That's the first step for us. If, if you're a Christian here this morning, you need to get convinced in your heart that this is the life that God has for you. That he wants to use you to see his kingdom break out wherever you go. It is petrifying and such a privilege all at the same time. Okay? That's, that's just the reality of it. So you've got to understand that this is the normal Christian life. Get convinced about it in your heart. The second journey we take these guys on over the year is teaching them what the kingdom looks like. Because it's one thing to realize, I have been called by God to see the kingdom break out wherever I go. But the question you should really have in your head, well, what does it, what does it look like when the kingdom of God comes? You don't know what you're meant to bring if you don't know what the kingdom of God looks like, do you? And so we, we equip our students over the year to understand what does the kingdom of God look like? And for those of you who are part of King's Arms, you will know that we have a discipleship tool called Turning Up the Brightness of the Kingdom. Do you guys remember this? If not, get back and do some study, read the, read the talks. Turning up the brightness. You know, on, the, on, your key, on your keyboard, if you want the screen to get brighter, you press the Turn the Brightness Up button and it gets brighter. And we're using this symbol to represent the kingdom because our, our belief is that the kingdom should be getting brighter and brighter and brighter wherever we go. Okay, and... and, and this tool helps us to remember what it looks like when the kingdom of God breaks in. So I'm just going to remind you very quickly, in case you've forgotten, what kind of things you can expect when God's kingdom breaks out so that you know what you're commissioned to bring. First thing is God's presence. You know, as Christians, we bring the presence of God wherever we go. Wherever you walk, wherever you step, you carry the presence of God with you. And uh, anything can happen then. Do you guys believe that? Anything can happen at any moment. You know, we, we had a team, one of our teams, Sharon, led the creative team. We would go out every Thursday on outreach. 
And they, at one point, decided to go to uh, coffee with art in the town. And uh, they decided they would just want to go there and do some art there and just be there doing art and see what God wanted to do. So they checked in with the guys who owned it in the week, said, can we come and do some art? And they were fine with that. They were really lovely and open for it. So Sharon took her team and they laid paper out on one of the tables and they sat around together. And I think it was Kat who had the idea of, let's ask God for prophetic stuff for the people who work here. And let's draw it. So they sat for a bit and drew on their bit of the paper around the table and then at the end they talked it through and worked out that some of them had similar thoughts for different people who were working there and they decided well let's take a moment to try and share it with the guys who are working here and so they went up to the guys who were working behind the counter and the boss boss of the place was there just said look we've just been doing this art um actually we've just been asking God what he wants to say to you to encourage you can we share it and there were no customers at the time, so they were totally up for it. So they held up the piece of art and just talked through the li- li- different things that God had said to them. And they got to speak to one particular lady who worked there and shared what God had said, and she just began to cry. She was like, how do you know this? This is amazing. This is so accurate. And, you know, what was happening was that God's presence on these guys was impacting this business. Do you guys get that? God's presence went with the creative team and it opened up this amazing opportunity. The boss actually said, guys, we're going to hang this artwork in our kitchen so we can remember what God has said. I mean, it's just mad. How amazing is that? That God's presence on this team went with them and opened up this amazing opportunity. So you can expect God's presence. We can expect justice. When God's kingdom breaks in, justice breaks in. And so we will see those who are most marginalized, those who can't speak up for themselves, God's kingdom comes and, and justice is done. If you're in a situation, you now have situations that are unjust, you can cry out to God and ask for justice to break in because when God's kingdom comes, then there's justice because our God is a God of justice. We can see healing. Time and time again, we're hearing stories of people praying for people, either with them or over the phone, and God breaking in and bringing healing to their bodies, healing to their hearts. When God's kingdom comes, people get healed. People get healed when God's kingdom breaks in. Also, we can hear of salvation. When God's kingdom breaks in, people come to know Jesus. When God's kingdom come, people come to know Jesus. And I think Matt's sharing a story in the next service, I think, of an outreach, a time on outreach where they went and spent over an hour with some teenagers and just got to love them and encourage them and prophesy over them and answer questions. And at the end of the time, Matt said he, he just knew they were ready to give their lives to Jesus. He just knew they were ready, and he went up to them and said, do you guys want to give your lives to Jesus And they both said, yes, we would like to. And he led them. They led them to Jesus on the streets of Bedford, outside the library or something. Or I don't know where it was, but isn't that amazing? It's amazing. The harvest is plentiful. There are people eager, desperate to hear about Jesus, who he is and what what he can do. And when God's kingdom breaks in, we see salvation and freedom coming to people. We also experience peace. You know, the peace of God that comes, when his peace breaks into a situation, it transforms lives. The peace of God is so powerful. And we can pray for the kingdom of God to break in with peace. I remember um, one Thursday afternoon being at the hospital and we were just looking for people to bless because, we, we, you know, we're just aware that hospitals can be very lonely places and lots of fear around hospitals and so we just were looking for people to bless and I spotted a lady outside A&E who was standing outside there next to a bin 
And I had some rubbish in my hand, so I thought, well, I'll just go and put the rubbish in the bin and see, see what God opens up. So I went with Samara and uh, went and put the rubbish in the bin and just started talking to this girl and just asked her how she was doing. And she just told us that she was suffering with schizophrenia and that she had admitted herself to A&E because she'd had an episode earlier that day and she wanted to be in the hospital. And we just got to bless her and encourage her. And I offered to pray several times, actually. She wasn't interested, and, and that was totally fine. And we just kept speaking truth to her, and Samara kept telling her how beautiful she was. And she was like, oh, really? I don't really know if that's true. And, and, and we just kept loving her, really. And, um, and the last time we offered to pray, she agreed. And I, I knew in my heart that the peace of God could come and impact her life just like that. And I just thought, I just felt faith. So I said, can I just hold your hand? And so I leant across the bin and just held her hand and, and just prayed the peace of God. That's all I prayed. I said, God, let your peace break in to this lady's life. Let your peace break into her mind. Let your peace break into her heart. And the, and the peace of God was just incredible. I mean, it was like God's peace enveloped us in that moment. And uh, she was super aware of it. She said, what is going on? What is that? I said, that is the peace of God's just wants to come and give you peace. We said, you know, you can ask God for that peace whenever you like. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. She was like, really? I was like, yeah, you can ask him whenever you want it for peace. And uh, she said to us, have you got a Bible? She was really keen to have a Bible, and sadly we didn't have Bibles, and I thought, oh, really sorry. But, um, but we said to her, you know, come along to church if, if you want to at any point. And it was just an incredible, incredible time of the peace of God breaking in. And... Um, and just her getting some clarity of thought. I mean, her, her demeanor changed as we prayed because God's peace came in. It was just, just incredible, such a privilege. So God's peace comes. God's comfort comes as well. When, when the kingdom of God breaks in, people experience comfort. And you know, people who need comfort, when God comforts them, it changes everything. I don't know if you've experienced the comfort of God, but it changes everything. I remember a time, again at the hospital, we were praying for this lady who we'd built a bit of a relationship up with. And she was a lovely lady. She works there. And she was on her lunch break. So we, um, we just decided to sit with her. She invited us over. And we just had a chat with her. And she told us about uh, pain in her back that she was having. And so we offered to pray for her. And she said that would be great. So we prayed for her back and that God would take the pain away. As we were praying for her back, I had a £10 note in my back pocket, which is not very common, but I happened to have one. And I felt God said to me, give her the £10 note. And I thought, oh, I don't know if, it's not really not much money. I don't really know why. It feels a bit weird. But anyway, after we'd finished praying and she told us that she began to have pins and needles in her, leg, in her feet, which she didn't have before, so God was doing something physically, I just took the £10 out of my pocket and said, look, I don't know if this makes any sense to you, but I felt as we were praying, God said to me to give you this money. I don't know if it makes sense. I just wish you guys could have seen the reaction. She uh, began to get very quickly emotional, put her head in her hands, kept repeating, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. And I just said to her, when she composed herself, what was happening? And... And she said, uh, she said, we're really struggling with money at the moment, me and my family. We've got no milk or bread in the house. And I said to God this morning, God, you say in your word that the righteous, those who live a righteous life will never have to beg for bread. And I asked him this morning, God, is it that I haven't lived a righteous life that I'm going to have to beg for bread? And then later that day, God prompted me to give her 10 pounds. It's just absolutely amazing. <laughs> Thank you.
It's the, it's the comfort of God. It's the comfort of God. When that kind of stuff happens, it brings comfort. And so we can also expect, lastly, joy. When God's kingdom breaks in, joy breaks in. And I'll tell you what, people need joy. People need joy in their lives. An internal sense of joy that everything is going to be okay. When God's kingdom breaks in, that comes. And so these are all the things we can expect when God's, king, God's kingdom comes. Wherever you see the opposite of these things, wherever you see sickness or turmoil or stress or oppression, we are commissioned and equipped by God to see the kingdom of God break in, to pray and ask God, let your kingdom come in this situation. And as we're doing that, as we're walking through fear, we are seeing stuff open up all over the place. It feels to me, I mean, I know that God's always been keen for his kingdom to break in. Maybe I'm just catching up, but it feels like it's getting easier and easier. That's my, it's my experience. I, I mean, I went into a sweet shop in town recently and uh, said to the lady behind the counter, how's business? And she said, oh yeah, business is fine, but I've recently had to go into hospital to have two operations on my knee. I mean, who, who answers a question about how your business is by telling me that they're sick? I mean, God is just, and I got to, uh, later on in the week, got to pray for her. It feels like God is just opening up opportunities all over the place. And it's coming through serving people, through giving gifts to people, just asking someone a question. Suddenly, there's a whole opportunity to see God's kingdom break in. Is anyone else feeling that? That's what I'm feeling is happening at the moment. And so we've got to understand, first of all, We've got to get convinced this is the normal Christian life for us. Secondly, we've got to understand what does the kingdom of God look like. The third thing we teach our our students, and we've got to understand, is we've got to learn to be intentional. You know, when when in Matthew 10, when when Jesus said, "Go and do this stuff," the disciples had to respond. The disciples had to make a decision to do something. They had to go. Does that make sense? They had to actually walk into the towns and say stuff and pray. And actually, we have got to learn that the same is true for us. If, we're, if we don't have a mindset of being intentional with this, then we will miss opportunities that are all around us. We've got to be walking through life looking at, for opportunities that God might want to open up to us at any point and realizing that God has called us to see this kind of stuff happen through our lives. One of the key things is having that mindset of being intentional. And of course, everything about this flows out of compassion. All of this has got to flow out of our heart of love and compassion for people. You know, in the scripture we read, it says Jesus was filled with compassion when he looked at the crowd. And we have got to be increasingly filled with love and compassion for the people we come into contact with. You know, on Friday, we had stories at TSM about the the journey that the students had been on. Many, many times the stories went a bit like this. When I first came to TSM, I thought I needed to do do outreach because it was something as Christians we should do. But I felt guilty when I didn't do it and felt a lot of pressure. What's happened over this year is I have begun to encounter the love of the Father for me. And what's happened is something has changed in my heart and now I can't help myself but stop. Now I can't help myself but stop. One of our students, Emma, talked about how her and her husband were on on their way to church uh, a couple of Sundays ago, saw this guy on the, on the roadside, drove past him, but then she had a check. She's like, we've got to go back. We've got to go back. That is compassion. That, that sense, that thought of, I've got to go back, I've got to do something, that is compassion. And as you encounter who God is as your father, 
then what, hap- what happens is there's an overflow of love in your heart that comes out for other people around you. And you just can't help yourself but want to ask a question or want to offer to help practically or want to encourage. It comes out of compassion. And you know, we've talked to our students at the end of the year about making a plan for being intentional. You know, one of our students is already starting treasure hunting in their church, which is Benita. Another of our students, Leslie, has already done some training with the 60-plus people in their church. And she's had a story recently of an 82-year-old lady who, for the first time ever, has prayed for someone on the streets. It's just amazing. I just love that. She was so excited. So, so good. We're saying to our students, what's your plan to be intentional? Because if you're not intentional, this will slip by in the busyness of life. So what's your plan? I ask you guys, what is your plan to impact your workplace, your town, your village, your family. If you're part of King's Arms, is God asking you to join a missional community or to start your own missional community so that you would intentionally be on mission for his kingdom? You know, I like to dream about what places will look like if every believer in every church realized that this was the normal Christian life. I like to think, you know, think about Bedford. What, happened, what would happen if every member of King's Arms, Woodside, All Nations, Rutland Road, Bromham Baptist, so it's slightly out, but I'm going to include it into Bedford, other churches, any, any church in Bedford, if every Christian realized that they were called and commissioned by God to see his kingdom break out wherever they went, they were on the edge of their seats all the time looking for opportunities of what God might want to do, how quickly would Bedford be impacted? I like to dream of what towns would look like if everybody caught hold of this. Everybody realize that this, what would your town look like? What would your city look like if everybody who is part of your community was looking for how God wanted to use them when they're out and about? I like to dream about that. You know, the life that Jesus lived is the normal Christian life for every believer. We've got to get convinced about that. It's not just for the person next to you, it's for you. God wants to, see, wants to use you to see lives transformed. You've got to understand what it means when the kingdom of God comes and then make a plan to be intentional so that it doesn't just pass you by, but that you begin to see breakthrough in your own life, in those around you as well. Okay. I just want us to take a moment to pray. So if you want to, why don't you just why don't you, um, close your eyes for a minute, guys. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just, just close your eyes and focus on, on God for a minute. I just believe before we pray for anyone specifically, that there are people here this morning, and uh, you, you either have never given your life to Jesus, you've come here this morning, you're, you wouldn't say you're a Christian, you're kind of still not really sure what it's all about, but something has gone on in your heart this morning, and you've realized, actually, there's something real about this. I still don't understand it all but I realize that there is a Father in heaven who is calling me to be with him. And you, uh, you this morning, you want to make a decision to give your life to Jesus for the first time. And you might not understand it all, but you just know that it's real. Something is different about this place. And you've met, something, you've met with God and you've encountered him. And if you're not a Christian here this morning, I want to give you an opportunity in just a minute to, to give your life to him.